Recording live from a room somewhere in Chicago. You're listening to Small Fish Radio Theater and Thespinarium. Approximately 20-minute variety hour. Yes, you heard correctly. In addition to our usual live format, every Sunday morning we will bring you something extraordinary. And speaking of extraordinary, sharing in the fun are our talented emissaries of entertainment. Joy Thorbjornson Coates. And reporting from the field, Miss Kitten. With special guests, Sharon Phillips, Eleanor Katz, and Mark Cater. Get ready for the first installment of Barnyard Classics. This week, Romeo and Juliet. Ladies and gentlemen, Barnyard Classics. Pass the bourbon, skip the beans, Barnyard Classics, here's what we mean. We make the classics relatable and short. Pull up a chair, have a snort. Barnyard Classics. Prologue. Two feuding households and two horny teenagers will waste their lives in a town full of numbskulls. But soft, what light through yonder shack is shining? It is the sun or, or something. Alack, it is my semi-fair Juliet. Romeo, oh Romeo, is that you stinking up my yard? It is. Deny thy father and refuse thy name. You got it. How you gonna do that? This is a very small town. We gonna get married in secret or something? Yep. I got the preacher all set up. He got one of them online ministry cards. We don't need money, right? No. Then what? Well, if you have to ask... No, silly. I mean about our parents. Well, I don't know. I know. I'll talk to the dude at the end of the road. You mean the one makes moonshine? Elixir of the underworld? The very same. He's real smart. He'll think of something. Now, let's go get hitched so we can... Yeah, you read my mind. A day later, after they done got married, Romeo had to hide out so as not to get caught. Juliet visits the dude at the end of the road to concoct a plan for their escape. So... What you think, dude? Will the plan work? You mean the plan where we fake your death by drinking this here sleeping potion and your burial, and then you wake up when Romeo comes to rescue you and y'all run off? What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> You're so smart. I'll just text Romeo and tell him the plan. Oh, it's hard to get a cell phone signal out here. Uh, you might have to wait until you get back into town. In the meantime, while I, Romeo, was loitering around, waiting on Juliet. I just happened to kill Juliet's cousin, and now I'm on the run. Dang bully, he had it coming. I've got to hide, but how will I get word to my love? Shoot, no phone signal out here in Mantua County. Oh no, not the hounds. Back in town, our semi-fair Juliet has texted her love of the plan, but she has not heard back. She's got to hurry because they're about to marry her off to Paris, but she's already married to Romeo. Oh, Romeo, where for the heck are you and your dang phone? Time's a-wastin'. Bottoms up. Oh, Juliet, my baby, 
Cynthia's gone. She's drunk poison. She'll never be able to marry that handsome Paris from across the pond. Oh, now I'm planning my daughter's funeral instead of her wedding. Maybe we can use the same dress. Oh, my word, oh, Mr. Capulet, this is your fault. You and your stupid feud. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? <laughs> Meanwhile, I, Romeo, am still on the run and still have no cell phone signal to communicate with my love. Knew I shouldn't have gone with at and Oh, Juliet, Juliet. What's this? A funeral procession? And who is buried in this tomb? It's my Juliet. Wake up. Wake up. Oh, unhappy fate. She is gone, gone. Oh, woe is me. Lucky thing I happen to have this poison. Goodbye, cruel world. Oh, a text. She texted me from beyond the grave? My, my dearest Romeo, I, I'm not really dead. I'm, I'm just asleep. I... I should be awake real soon, and then we can run off. Meet you in the family tomb. Uh, uh, oh, most tragic hour. Juliet, don't marry Paris. Uh. Oh, crap. Romeo? I am madder than a wet hen in July. Take it all, oh, Romeo. Does that mean you didn't get my text? Oh, cursed AT&T. Unless, fair audience, you know the rest. Juliet falls on Romeo's dagger, and it's yet another useless death of teenagers because of stupid grown-up feuds and the lack of a good cell phone signal. Good night, and have a pleasant tomorrow. Barnyard Classics. And now a word from today's sponsor. Today's program is brought to you by the Association of Pipe Smokers and Weed Tokers, fighting red eye, dry mouth, paranoia, memory loss, and the munchies. Light shadows, we join our heroine, Ella, as she is about to make a confession to millionaire playboy, Dax. No, Dax, I don't love you. I'm in love with... A vampire. No, Ella, you can't love the undead. But I do love him. More than I ever loved you. You're a fool, Ella. A damned fool. You're the fool, Dex. Barney's body may be stone cold, but his heart is warmer than yours. Good luck covering up your addiction to garlic bread. I haven't had a slice in months. Save the lies for your lover. Which one? There's more? Yes, I'm also in love with... 
A werewolf. No, Ella. You can't love a man who turns into a beast. Only during the full moon. Though it always seems to be a full moon here. But at least he has a wild side, unlike you. You'll see my wild side, Ella. You'll see it good. What other secrets are you hiding? I'm also... Sing a zombie on the side. No, Ella. You can't casually date the walking dead. It won't last. He's not much of a conversationalist. That's the final straw. I want a divorce. And if you think you're getting a cent of my money... I never signed the prenup. That's impossible. My lawyer assured me you signed it. Your lawyer, Taylor White, is the werewolf I'm in love with. We tricked you, Dex, and I'm going to suck your trust fund dry. Not if I push you out the window first. Across town, in the law office of Taylor White, the half-man, half-beast receives a visit from the undead. I ask to Taylor, do you know why I'm here? Because of Ella. She's mine, Taylor. I saw her first, Barney. But I know your secret. Is that a gun? Yes, and it's loaded with a silver bullet. Well, I know your secret too. Is that a stake? Yes, and it was blessed by a priest. Ella is mine. Ella is mine. And while these fates are being decided, Ella's zombie lover waits for her in a restaurant across town. I'm sorry, sir. You're going to have to order something if you want to continue to sit here. Brains. Um, we don't serve those. Brains. Tune in next time for another chilling episode of Light Shadows. Don't look now, but it's time for Lottery of the Absurd. Lottery, lottery, lottery of the absurd. Our first number, 1.5. Second number, 3 sixths. Third, second place. Fourth, F-O-U-R. And our final number, 11 minus 9. Once again, 1.5, 3 sixths, second place, F-O-U-R, 11 minus 9. Hello, and welcome to Bad Poetry Corner with jokes. Yes, that's right. Bad poetry and jokes together. You decide which is which. Oh, potato chips so naked in the bag. You call me saying, salt, grease. I pick you up and you whisper, I'm not dressed, dip. Get the dip, you imbecile. I'm cold, so I do crunch. That was delicious. I'm hungry. A little salty, a little greasy. I was right there in the bag with that chip, I have to say. 
Well, <clears throat> this is a little bit I'm going to call haikuing with Herzovi. Since when is haikuing a word? Since you put the ing on the end of it. <clears throat> oh, okay. This one is from Phil Dean of Ohio. It is great wisdom to keep important things close, except hand grenades. Marvelous. Simply marvelous. It was. It was, it was delightful. Went through all seven emotions. It's amazing how he has the subtleness and yet the explosiveness. I found it very instructive. Very I learned something today. And reporting from the field, Miss Kitten. And who might you be, young lady? My name is Sarah from Chicago, Illinois. And what is your uh, joke today? Why was the baseball stadium too hot? I have no earthly idea. All of the fans left. Oh, that's a good one. And who might you be? I am Samantha June. And what is your joke, my dear? Well, these three friends were camping in the woods and they came upon this magic bottle. So they rubbed it and a genie popped out. The friends were Bill, Tom, and John. And the genie popped out and goes, I grant you each one wish. You have to go to the top of the mountain and jump off. As you jump off, say the wish and you'll become that. So they said, okay. So they climbed to the top of the mountain Bill goes first and goes, runs and jumps off and goes, I want to be a graceful deer. And lo and behold, when he hits the ground, he becomes a deer and runs off into the woods. Bill runs off the mountain and goes, I want to be a bird. And before he lands, he turns into a bird and flies away. Tom runs off the mountain, goes, slips and falls and goes, oh crap, splat. Portions of today's program are brought to you by Ali's Auto Warehouse, specializing in all kinds of things for your car. Just come in and tell us what you want. If we don't have it, we'll go out and steal it. Ali's Auto Warehouse, for the car owner who doesn't really care where their car parts come from. Welcome. Once upon a Despinarium, a weekly flash fairy tale. Today's story is about trolls. No, it isn't. No, it isn't. Once upon a time, there was a florist who lived in Florida. A Floridian florist. But this was not any florist. This florist was a squirrel. A really big squirrel named Otelia Dingerdine. Yes, that's right. A really big German squirrel who is a florist. Now, Otelia wasn't always a squirrel. Let me tell you how she got that way. Trolls! No! It was the rare strongly done Macrobitreus at the Horticultural Symposium in Bacon, Indiana. There was one such on display with a sign that said, do not touch. So of course, she touched it. 
and turned into a giant squirrel. Needless to say, she had a very hard time getting home. She was pulled over twice by state troopers who thought she must be driving under the influence in a squirrel costume. Then they was trying to pump gas with her tiny little squirrel claws, and of course they would not serve her at Denny's. When she got home and returned to her shop, it took a few weeks for her customers to realize it was, in fact, her. The moral of today's story is simply... Don't touch things! This fairy tale was brought to you by a can of PBR. This next segment is called Middle-Aged Fantasy. Fred is standing in his living room when the doorbell rings. Hmm, the doorbell. I wonder who that could be. It's the mailman. Hello, Bill. How's it hanging? Thanks to those pills you recommended, it's not hanging anymore. We stand at attention now. I thought you looked a little stiff. So what did you bring me today? 401ks are us. It's my quarterly 401k statement. Wow, my 401k didn't lose value. I may be able to retire at 78 after all. I'll be able to buy real soup in a can, put gas in the car. Bill, thank you. I love you. Let me give you a... Oh, well there. You, uh, you weren't kidding about standing at attention there. And that's all for this week's approximately 20-minute variety hour. Got a story to tell, a good joke, a bad poem, a hellacious haiku, a flash fairy tale? Head to our submissions page and find out how that special guest could be you. And thanks to today's contributors, Tom Mizoraka, Trina Kikasik, MJ Kelly. Check us out on Facebook. Click the thumbs up and tell us you like us. Smallfish Radio Theater, providing portable theater for the year. This approximately 20-minute variety hour featured the talents of Mark Cater, Eleanor Katz, Sharon Phillips, Kat Dean, Michael Herzobi, Joy Thubjornson Coat, and Michael John Kelly, directing and sound design by Trinika Kasich. Special thanks to the White Crane Wellness Center for providing rehearsal and recording space. Small Fish Radio Theater is produced by Michael John Kelly and Trinika Kasich. Thanks, thanks for, for listening! listening. Like us on Facebook. Follow, follow us, us on Twitter. And Instagram. On, oh, yeah, that too. Bye, everybody. Bye. Have a great week. <laughs>